Thank you for your thoughts. Now shut up! everyone. Welcome to Sneaky Dragon. My name is Ian Boothby. And I'm Ian Boothby as well. Oh, wait a second. I'm David Dedrick. What a horrible time paradox. I I got mixed up. Time paradoxes. It's funny that you mentioned that. I'm in the middle of a time paradox right now. Explain. Well, I got a message from uh, my wife telling me that she was... um, Well, it's weird because she is leaving Hong Kong. She's been in Hong Kong for two weeks. Right. That was intentional. Yes. Okay. (laughs) She didn't didn't wash up there accidentally. Okay. Um... But she left there at 7.40 on Saturday night, and she's arriving here at 4.45 on Saturday night. Oh. So it's weird, for one thing. But what's also weird is that I got a message from her this morning that said, getting on the plane now. Mm. And so then you're like, I had to go check with the phone. I'm like, I'm not picking up today, am I? I'm picking up tomorrow. So I look and, oh, it's, yeah, no, it's leaving tomorrow and arriving tomorrow three hours earlier. So wait, when she said she was leaving earlier today... Yeah, they were flying out today. Because today, here, is tomorrow there. Okay. So, all right. So, uh, how long is the flight? 13 hours. Okay, that's a long flight. It is a long flight. Yeah. But yeah, so because... Is it it a direct flight, at least? Yes, it is. Okay, good. Yeah. So, that is, at least, that is something good about it. I guess. Although, you know, you think... If it was broken up? No, no, it is. You don't want the broken up flight because something always goes weird. (laughs) Something always goes weird. You got to make the connection. You're hoping for the best. It's never a good time to get off the plane and then get on another plane and have to like wait in that waiting area again and then have to go in in sections again. (laughs) And it's like, no, 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 no. You just want the. Yeah, I guess you just want to sit there or 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 whatever. Yeah, a lot of times when we get booked for cons, it's nice to go to Europe, but you know, there's like two or three changes and when you've you've had that initial 10 hour flight and then have to like get off the plane and then figure out a foreign airport uh it is uh again it's hard to complain about getting a trip to europe but uh when you're not sure what country you're in or uh what language is going on it's yeah. uh, it's a, it's a bit rough yeah so i was just checking because i just wanted to make sure yeah they they left at 7:40 p.m. or they're leaving at 7:40 p.m. tomorrow okay and arriving tomorrow at 4:45 p.m. Which is and, weird. And why was she in Hong Kong? Because uh, she's great. And, and, and everyone great gets gets with, sent to Hong Kong. With Pony Club. Oh, okay. So, yeah, she's gone with Pony Club. Uh, the, the kids were riding in a dressage. It was a com- combination dressage and mounted games, I think. Mm. Which is weird. A weird combination of, of games or of, com- of like disciplines. But, yeah, so she and four kids and another, um, whatever, supervisor flew out uh, last the set set like two saturdays ago Does that right. make sense one saturday no two saturdays ago and then uh yeah i've and then she's been there ever since she's been sending out a great many photos i don't know if you've been following all her photos not totally no i should she well it's okay it's, it's interesting because there it's so of course we all we know hong kong it's it's seven million people living in like 400 square miles mm-hmm. so it's it's an incredibly compact place and what was interesting, I, actually, I know this because I was looking up about Hong Kong. Don't don't think that I know all the geography of the world, everyone. I just happen I happen to know this right now because I was looking it up. There's a, a little. There's over seven million people there. It's around four hundred square miles. Um, I think ninety four percent of the population is Chinese, and then there's like two point six percent Filipino, two point something Indonesian, point eight percent English or white. Yeah. Then there's Doug, and then there's other. Yeah, Doug. that's Doug. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I thought I thought that was pretty curious because it's such a small percentage of of English people there. Or they're still there, I guess. Probably was maybe more thirty years ago, forty years ago. But of course, we know when that was that. When was the changeover? Nineteen ninety seven, I believe. But I mean, I think people were already starting to leave before that. So I think if you were there thirty years ago or more, you would have just it would have been a different time, like different feeling. But it's interesting because it, of course it's crowded. So as we say, so people do have there are horse. There are equestrian centers there, but they're very compact, and they their horses don't get to go out into fields. They're all stall-bound 24 hours a day, unless they're being ridden. Oh, wow. Okay. The, the stalls are air-conditioned. The The one she, was, she took pictures of was a double-decker one, and I think there's one that's a three-stacker. Mm. And so they have ramps, they kind of like at a car park that you walk the horses down. Oh. And the horses have to be working horses. There's no horses that are 
on layoff. So if a horse is injured, for instance, it's sent out of Hong Kong. It's shipped to Australia or New Zealand. Oh wow! Okay. To recover there, and then when it's you know when it's can be back to work, it's it comes back to Hong Kong. And there's one place that there's one place that she went to, and they actually do have like fields for the horses to go into, but they're kind of like a rescue center, I think. And and the um and they lost their land originally because they. It was taken away from them to build a prison, like a big super prison for there. For horses? Not for horses, just for people. Evil horses. Yeah. 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 People who, yeah, people who don't like horses get put oh, back, well, into they, that prison. Oh, that's how it goes. Okay, and there's sorry. horses around them. It's very, oh, very nerve-wracking the for them. The horses are their guards. Yeah. Oh, that's, that's me. <laughs> the horses are their guards. They're more like their nightmares. Nightmares? All right. Come on, everyone. Bump. Um... What's wrong? No, I'm didn't like it. No, I was seeing you fist bump someone that didn't exist. No, no, this people, the audience are listening. They just fist. What I liked me. was like bump. you were fist bumping a ghost in nightmares. The name of a ghost horse in the, the Casper series. <laughs> uh, so yeah, and then of course Lisa, when she travels, loves to take pictures of odd signs that she sees. So my favorite one was the uh, lemonade and semen <laughs> uh, thing. It was like I don't know. Of course, often like there's a problem with with um, translation because they're not. They're just direct translations, so they don't understand context. So they just sure. kind of, you know, look for the words that, you know, make sense, and then they just put them in. Oh well, there you go. Semen seed, like it's probably a seed, but semen can mean seed. So they just look it up in the thesaurus. So it'd be lemonade full of seeds. Yeah, mm, it was that like does a, sound good regardless. It was a there was like a another like a berry part of it as well. So I don't know what. Okay, berry seeds also very very nice. Yeah, it's not my thing. Nope. Not my thing at all. Let's just say all other countries are wrong, except for <laughs> whatever one you're living in right now. You know, that's that's well, goes. I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't go that far. Has she been uh, eating the local food, or has she been uh, kind of sticking to a North American diet? I don't know. I'll there? find out. I, she did go out for Thai, which made my top of my head blow off, because I've, we've never gone out for Thai in, in our entire marriage. So, And that's extensive amount of time. I'm old. And it's, uh, yeah, so it's very strange. But she's with other people. And you know what happens when you're with other people going out to you eat? You go out for time. Yeah, because everyone can agree on that. It is the food of compromise. Unless someone has an allergy. Mm, that's true. But still, there's vegetarian options. And sure. There's other sure. options. You there's a lot of time. peanuts in there. Uh, yeah, and there's some shrimp kicking around. You're absolutely right. But yeah, we've talked about that before, where if you're all talking about where do you want to eat, and it, uh, you will eventually go for Thai food. It's a good, yeah, it is a, it's a good compromise. That is where it will all land. It's kind of like, it's acceptable to people who don't like Asian food or don't really like international food very much. And then it's, but it's, it's international enough for the people who will not like just go for a hamburger. So you got those like two kind of forces. There's one group that kind of like, well, pizza and beer or hamburgers and whatever. And then the other group is like, oh, uh, we can, we can only go have sushi. That's the only thing we can do. There's no, I'm not going to go eat hamburgers. Mm -hmm. That's just garbage. Mm -hmm. It's red hot garbage. Forget it. And then, so then eventually kind of come together to tie. Yeah. (laughs) We can agree on that. It's strange, but there you go. It's kind of the it's kind of the fast food of of international cooking. Yeah, there's it's you know it's uh it's it's got a sauce that's not too spicy or maybe mm. it is. You can up it, you yep. can down it. Yeah, you do yeah. what you want. Uh, what kind of meat do you like, or do you like veg? Well, it can be that. All right, that's fine. And then mm-hmm. there's rice. Well, people generally like rice. It's very rare you find people who are like ugh rice. I'm not a huge rice fan, but like ugh, you're rice. not a huge rice fan. Not a huge rice fan. No, it's like it, fills, it fills the space. You know, uh, it does it does the job. But you know, you never go like mmm rice. <laughs> What's that joke by that comedian? Um, yeah, uh, Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg, yeah. Rice is pretty great if you feel like eating 10,000 or something. I'm paraphrasing, but yep. yeah, it's, it's a good joke. That is a, that's the correct number. You're absolutely right. Was I right? Yeah. Wow, listen to that, everyone. I can't remember lyrics. But I can't remember. <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I, I have not really eaten in about uh, almost two days now because I, I got a norovirus. An, uh, an, what a nor- 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 norovirus n o r o v i r u s okay um this is why different than norwalk we're, 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 it's kind of like that yeah why uh why we're it might even be that who knows uh but it's a nice uh you know 12 to 48 hour adventure uh mine was shorter than my wife's hers hers took two days and okay. she had it about two days before i did i see uh and uh yeah it's uh oh it's an adventure so it's, you basically to some of you're like a pipe now yeah basically yeah it <laughs> so. was uh it was many many colors many <laughs> colors of 
the, uh, well, is that healthy? Let's look it up. Ooh, that's not good. Whoa, that one's okay. Well, that one's not. Well, that's all right. But wait a second. I did have that to eat. That's a good point. So if I had that to eat, then that's why that's that color. Well, that does make sense. Okay, let's just not analyze everything. Okay, well, let's like let's just sit on so the you, couch and you looked it up on the computer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah. It's, if you if you say if you throw up a certain color, you will look it up on the computer to see like if it's uh, safe. Well, you should. Okay. Because yeah, there's some there's some colors you shouldn't. Uh, I don't. Be, it doesn't happen to me very often. To okay. Be honest, but neither, yeah. neither with me. I am not a big. Uh, sorry to talk about this, but I am not a big thrower upper by mm-hmm. any uh, stretch of the imagination. No, no. I've, so in all their time, we've known each other a long time. I've never seen you throw up. Mm. Just randomly. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not uh, something that I uh, that I enjoy nor do. But you know, you just want to make sure everything's on the mm, up and up and okay. on, the, on the down low. And so you're looking the, up on Google MD and cancer of the norovirus. Basically, basically that's it. Yeah, it'll tell you some bad stuff every time. <laughs> that's the thing. I've tried to stop doing that as much as I can. You yeah. know, look up things because there's never a good thing. Uh-huh. It'll always go for the uh, the worst of the worst. But uh, <laughs> norovirus is just like a one to three day hmm. uh, adventure. And uh, that's why we uh, Lysoled all the uh, everything around here before you came over. Oh, thank you. Yeah, appreciate it. Absolutely. Yeah, I guess Google's like that terrible friend or person you meet that when you tell them that you're doing something, that you're doing something, they tell you like the worst thing that's ever happened to someone else that they knew. Absolutely. You know, oh, my wife's pregnant. Oh, my sister-in-law. Seventy-two hours of labor. Oh, thanks. Yep. Oh, you're going to Hong Kong. Oh. oh, people did do that. Of course they did. That's the first thing. I was talking to my hairdresser, and I said, oh, Lisa's going to Hong Kong. And he says, goes, oh, I think that's one of the most dangerous airports in the world to land in. Well, I don't want to know that. I didn't know that, and I don't want to know it. Why would it be dangerous to land Apparently, in? Apparently, you have to go in between two mountains as you fly in, and there's a lot of buffeting, and then oh, there's okay. a short runway because it's not a big place. But I don't need to know that. Yeah, why do people need to tell yeah, you that? Because that's not doesn't affect me. I mean, it yeah. does affect me, but it doesn't like immediately affect me. I can't control it. I'm not gonna, sitting in the cockpit with a guy advising the pilot what to do. And if I was, it would turn out worse than if I wasn't there. So, so there's nothing I can do. I don't need to know that. That's information I don't need. Mm-hmm. I had a friend. He had a car, and the engine fell out. Was driving down the road. Okay, it could happen. But what's the chances? And why tell me that? All four wheels fell off his car. Well, great, and he died. Fantastic, thanks. Yep. It happens, but does it, is it super common, really? Yeah, tell me about your friend that won the lottery. <laughs> How nope. things work out for him. I went to Smithers. A lot Actually, of people won the lottery in Smithers, and then I went back, <laughs> and a lot more people have won the lottery. That is true. It is weird. It's a weird, uh, Lisa visited there, and she she was like driving around, and there's like a couple houses, just like chock a block with cars all over the place. Mm-hmm. She's like, whoa, what are those? What's up with those houses? Oh, they won the lottery. Mm. Yeah, a group of people won the lottery twice. Yeah. Not the same people. Not the same people, but yeah. But yeah, and so it, weirdly... it, it was a weird discrepancy of like, you yeah. know, you see people who are super rich and then uh, and then people who are like just struggling to get by. Mm-hmm. And that's the town because they all, and they all stayed. That's the thing. No one, no one split. No one went like, well, I'm rich. Bye. Yeah. It's just like they all, they all stuck around. It's funny. People who live up there really like it up there. Mm-hmm. Like to me, it's totally unappealing. There's a fellow who comes in and picks up doors from us uh, every couple of weeks who used to live up there, and then he bought a company on the island. And I, I assumed that he preferred the island, and that's why he bought the company. And I was talking to him, and he's like, oh, no, as soon as I can, you know, as soon as I retire, I'm heading back up there. I'm like, what? <laughs> Don't you know everyone retires to the island? He goes, no, I, I love it up there. Hmm. He only did it just because he needed, he and a, his partner, I guess they reached a point where they needed to, like, go their own ways. And so he took his half of the company, you know, got bought out, and then he bought this other company down on, on the island. But yeah, there's no interest in staying there. And I'm like, but the island is 100% more preferable. I've been to Smithers. Yeah. I have been to Smithers, sir. Sure. No one wants to live in Smithers, except for the people who live in Smithers. And That's I guess right. you're one of them. Whoops. I guess you're one. Sorry about that, everyone. Okay. I guess you're one of them. Yeah. One, uh, my friend uh, my friend Chris got the worst haircut of his life there. Oh, really? Yeah. He went like, you know what? It'll be nice to go to the little tiny barbershop and just uh, get a haircut. And they're like, oh, my gosh. It was just a nightmare. <laughs> It was just a nightmare. They that can happen anywhere. His, carved his poor little head up, just like so. Oh boy, not as in like slicing into his skin, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but just like uh, he was getting a buzz cut on the. Oh my, it's just it was just you wanted to support, but you couldn't. You just had to <laughs> point and laugh until he got into the next town and then tried to get it fixed. Did he get it fixed? Eventually, a couple of towns over, he was able to get it okay. fixed. Okay, so basically, yeah. it was that there's two weeks between a good and a bad haircut. It was it was a rough ride. Yeah, for yeah. The poor guy, and he he enjoys a good head of hair. That that happened to me one time. I Lisa and I weren't going out yet, but we were friends. We were friendly, and I was talking to her, and she was just looking up at my hair the whole time we were talking. And finally, I had to say, "Is something wrong with my hair?" She goes, "Who cut your hair?" So I go, oh, "I got to cut it someplace, yeah. you know, like one of those toppies or whatever." Mm-hmm. 
hairmasters kind of thing. And she's like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. So I did go back and see if the lady could fix it for me. At the same place? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, if you go back to the same place, it's free. Yeah, but if it's you go the to same place, person still. You, well, you just... It's you know, like, again, she hope you, you hope she learned her lesson. Again, I didn't get food poisoning, but if like I got food poisoning somewhere and I wouldn't go yeah. back and go like, could I have a free meal because I got food poisoning here? I would just <laughs> Why not, not eat that seems, there. That seems like a good idea. No, you get food poisoning again. Not necessarily. You might luck not out. Not necessarily, but the odds are but there. You, no, no. The odds are in your favor that you won't get oh, food poisoning. Stars. They're going to take extra special care that you don't get food poisoning. I was, I was sorry that my wife got this, but... Uh, but I am glad that she did in that when I got it, like two days later, I was like, ah, this is what it is. Mm. Otherwise I would have been like, this is worrisome. This is no good. But it was like, ah, she, I see what this is. This is completely, yeah. We went just right by the numbers. Huh. Yeah. That's, that's, I don't know. I got to know my bathroom floor real well. <laughs> is it comfortable to kneel on? It's very cool. It's very yeah. cool down there. You know, it's mm-hmm. uh, nice. Uh, you know, it wasn't a nice situation, but I was like, this is it's quite a nice bathroom. I'm like sitting on the floor, like it's all right. You know, there's worse places. You know, this is okay. Sure. You know, my old uh, when I the previous house I lived in, that was not a nice bathroom to be sick in. Mm. It was too cramped, and you just like mm, you look in the vent. You see a vent there, and it's like that's disturbing. There's some things in that vent. I should clean that vent. I don't like it. Yeah, but this was like this is all right. If this is where I die, this is where I die. Yeah. Here we go. It'll be fine. And then the cat would come in and meow at me, concerned. Yeah. Yeah. For food? Uh, maybe concerned for food. Maybe concerned mm. for me. Let's uh, let's just say, you know, it was just like, oh, oh, and when you throw up, you don't get yelled at. I see. That's fair. <laughs> no, I don't yell at my cat for throwing up. Wouldn't do that. You wouldn't? No. Hmm. You'd go like, go on, no, 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 no. And I'd move, yeah, yeah. I'd move uh, him to a place where, you know, there wasn't a carpet obviously, mm. or something like that, or away from the fine china. I don't yell at the podcasting equipment. Actually, I don't think Reese has ever thrown up in the house. The dogs do, but uh, I don't think our cat ever has. Maybe once. Yeah, you had to uh, go home and uh, give you, them a feeding. To be honest with you, yeah. I would never know, because Elle would eat it. Oh, well, that's a great story. Thank you. See, there you go. There's the topper that you've been waiting for <laughs> out there, everyone who gets slightly nauseous when we talk about this stuff. <laughs> Sorry and there that. we And there we be, and there we be. That was it. What if you, What if Lisa comes home and she only likes Chinese food now? She's just gotten a taste for it, and that's the way it is. Well, she loves Chinese food. Or do you mean like real, real Chinese authentic food, Chinese yeah. food? Yeah. Huh. I guess we'll have to roll with it. Yeah. See what's what. Or, on the other hand, I often make the dinners, so she'll have to roll with it. Oh, well, there you are. A lot of rolling. What I'm saying is, everyone's everyone's rolling. Yeah, yeah. Just have to learn some new recipes. I am. I am really looking forward to Lisa coming home. The one. Good How long th- has she been gone? Two weeks. Okay, that's too. That's a long time. Not is, too long, but that's that's. It a is long a long time. time. It is a long time. And and what then? One nice thing about it was that where we board our pony Harris, better known as Barrel, um, where we board Harris, we uh, in order to keep our board cheap. Lisa cleans in the mornings there. Like she cleans for all the horses and feeds them in the okay. morning on the way to work. So I was going to be doing that when she was away. And so I wasn't looking forward to it because it's 40 minutes in the morning. You're going to be skipping the gym? And no, that? I wouldn't have skipped the gym. I just would have started my day even earlier. Oh, wow. That's, that is an early day. Yeah. So instead of getting up at 4.45, I'd be getting up at 4.15 to start my day. <laughs> so ooh. just for two weeks. It wouldn't uh, be a regular thing. Yeah, but still. Ooh. Yeah. So That's almost harder. Because if you if it was for a long period of time, you get used to it. You get yeah. Groove, but you don't get into the groove when it's that short of time. No, you're right. I would get, I'd be really happy to get out of the groove anyway. So, but fortunately, the the lady who owns the the place where we board at, she wrote like the Sunday after Lisa had gone. And she just said, she said, don't worry about cleaning the stalls and stuff. I'll, I'll do it while Lisa's away. She goes, for Lisa, anything. So Aww. this is like, Yes. Because Lisa isn't benefiting from this, but I am. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you should have told her. Well, Lisa doesn't benefit in any way. It's like, oh, then I won't do it. No, oh, okay, that's fine. <laughs> Here I come for fifteen. Um, so that was nice. So that was not um, on my list of things to do. I also discovered while she was away for the last two weeks that I am not good at watering plants. Mm. I do not remember to do it, and when I do, I will procrastinate it to a more convenient time. Which never arrives. <laughs> so it's, uh, I have to say that the plants, both indoor and outdoor, were starved for water. Fortunately, we had a little bit of rain over the last little while. We've had a bit of, a bit of uh, July gloom after our super hot spring, which has been nice. And it brought some rain, which is also very nice. And so that helped the flowers. And helps the fires. Yeah. I don't care about those. I just care about my, fl- my flowers. Fair enough. And because I'm all about me and my wife's flowers. 
but yeah, so that helped me a, a little bit. But yeah, well, I don't want to brag, but if you look to your uh, right, you'll see uh, that would be uh, not your right. Oh, uh, that's your right. Uh, you see a Bart Simpson over there, chia chia head uh, yeah. that's growing quite well. I'm very uh, yeah. pleased. This thing, I, I don't know if I'd brag about that either. Yeah, this thing is at least seven years old. At okay. least seven years old. The seed was seven years old. As yeah, well? wow. and we cracked them open and uh, yeah. put them in, and they uh, and they're 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 sprouting quite nice. That's pretty cool. Yeah, we finally went like, oh, the hell with it. Let's just do it. And uh, it's it's an it's an odd looking thing. He's got a lot of back hair, the way uh, we've got him. But uh, he's a little creepy, and his eyes do look like breasts. There's a lot of problems anyway. <laughs> but the uh, seeds are uh, growing, so good for you, uh, Chia folks. Uh, your product uh, held up for at least uh, seven That's years. That's pretty good. I wonder if like something like yeast would last that long in like a packet. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know the lifespan of yeast, but it is alive yeast. So I wonder. But that, but I don't know if it's alive in the packet. Like if it's just like kind of vacuum sealed in there and it's just in some sort of stasis of some kind. So what's the lifespan of yeast when you uh, like say, so you get the yeast out and you, yeah. you put it there and you bloom it and then it uh, and then you mix it in with your uh, your flour and your ingredients. Mm-hmm. At what point is the yeast like that's the end of the yeast life? Probably when it's being cooked to death in the bread. Is that what it is? Yeah. I don't know. It's a gory end. Poor old, I think it's, I poor think old it, yeast. It's, I'm sure it's fine. It's, I mean... If you eat yogurt, you're also eating living things. If you what? If you eat yogurt, you're also consuming living things. All the time? Mm-hmm. Even if it's not a probiotic yogurt? Well, I think yogurt is always made of uh, living organisms. Okay. What else about, would it be? How about milk? No, I don't think milk is alive in that way. So, what? okay, what's the difference between yogurt and milk that makes it alive? Well, does it, is in yogurt a culture? This is a good question. You, you, you brought this up, so you've got to answer it. I brought it up, so I have to answer it? Yeah. Well, I guess I have to look it up then. Okay. Is yogurt a culture? Like, do you add something to the yogurt, or does the, or do you do something? Is there a process that turns milk into yogurt, and all of a sudden, like a, a life form uh, exists in it? This is something we should probably actually know, uh, <laughs> or is it a, an additional situation? I'll take the um, answer off air. Yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just curious. I'm I'm asking these questions too. Okay. It is it is at its most basic. Yogurt is a dairy product fermented by starter cultures, basically lactic acid producing bacteria. These cultures convert lactose, the sugar portion of milk, to acid. They in- these include non-fat dry milk, buttermilk, whey, and lactose. But I don't know. So they are added. The yeah. cultures are added. They're added to the milk. And so, yeah, yogurt is alive when you're eating it. Yeah. Okay, mm. there you go. Hmm. I guess that'd be the same with, like, starter breads as well, like sourdough and stuff like that, where you, you, ha- you have a constant starter, and then you draw from that to make your sourdough bread, so you always keep that starter uh, alive or whatever. Like, it's always fermenting and then you just draw from it to make your bread and i guess that made sense in the in the old days like because i think of like san francisco sourdough and stuff like that so it would have been to me it's something something that people had with them and they carried the the starter around so they could just make bread right without having to go to all the trouble of however you make bread so would you add then to the starter like over time as well you'd have yes you keep adding to the starter yeah it's same there's a something else that happened like when i was uh, younger a neighbor gave me a Similar idea. It was it was it was like a cake starter, and I had to make a cake from it. But I was also supposed to give it to ten other people, so they would make a cake from it. It was kind of like a chain cake. Okay. But it was. And if you didn't, you'd die. Yeah. Well, your last birthday. It wasn't that you die, but you wouldn't get luck or whatever. Okay. You know, and that I didn't do it, so that explains my last forty years. It wasn't when I was thirteen. Last thirty years. Chain mail's kind of done, right? I don't think so. I think there's still emails that go around with that kind of. Is that right? Oh yeah, you got to send it to like ten yeah, people, yeah. or otherwise you get bad luck. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If that's you know, if that's the kind of like you and I wouldn't get that kind of mail, but we don't get that kind of mail that's like a string of a bunch of jokes that someone's written down into an email. You remember those? Yes. Yeah, but they were similar. I've seen this, those sort of email chain like chain emails as well. So they're out there if you want. What's great now is that I'm getting I'm getting a lot of um, I'm getting a lot of of telemarketing like phone calls from telemarketing. What's great about it is they're all Chinese. So I don't even know what they're saying. Yeah. I have no guilt. I have no sense of, like, I don't feel feel bad hanging up. I wonder if Lisa's in Hong Kong getting English ones. She's going, oh, this is annoying. (laughs) That's weird. Because I actually do get these. Oh, come on. But it's strange, isn't it? Suddenly, it just suddenly happened in the last little while. Yeah, you started getting these phone calls. So and... it's uh, it's been working, whatever they've been doing. But yeah, that, that's been uh, that's been on the regular. Definitely been getting uh, Chinese message to the point where like uh, we're gonna go visit my um, my my nephew this uh, this weekend. He's turning seventeen, which again is ridiculous. Um, 
but uh, his background is uh, his father is, uh, is Chinese Canadian and and so they they speak you know uh, Cantonese mm-hmm. and so uh, I would be very curious uh, if we get a phone call just like want to hand it to them and just go what's being said yeah let us know what, good, what are they trying to sell us that's a good question actually because I didn't I listened to it but I didn't listen to it I didn't listen to it closely enough to to know if it was Cantonese or Mandarin they were speaking mm. now is it and a became, robot it, it's not a robot. It sounds a like person. a it sounds like a person, but I can't. So if you responded, I don't think I think it's still pre recorded because it it uh, it, yeah, it leaves so a voicemail too. and it's already into the talk. Okay, there you go. All yeah. right, because otherwise yeah. you'd normally be talking with the person. You, I would be all in. I'd be just, yeah. They would know what I was saying, but they're like, I'm sorry, I'm waiting for a call from Revenue Canada to tell me that the police are on the way. <laughs> but if I throw a couple of dollars out my window line? right now and a fresh cherry pie, uh, I'll uh, be okay. And then you see a couple of hobos out there yeah. who have like a burner phone. Mm. Like this is this that's, is their plan. That's right. They have a they've drawn on my on my fence this little shape of a lollipop. You know, <laughs> yeah. this guy's a sucker. Because you're so sweet. No, I don't think that's what it means. Okay, because yeah. you're a real stick in the mud. <laughs> No, nope. well, I am, but that's the that's a different. That's why they draw a stick in the mud. Yeah. beside it. Yeah, that's yeah. another thing that's part of that under the silver. Lake <laughs> that's a, no, it's a guy, slim guy, big head. Mm. This is a this is, if you're looking for that kind of guy and you're attracted to him, this is what he is. He's a real lollipop. That fella. There's there's mention of of uh, hobo iconography in uh, Under the Silver Lake. Oh, okay. Yeah, because that was a thing in the past. Oh, absolutely. People would leave marks, you know, kind of secret code for other other people passing other travelers would then they could see it and they'd know you know who were i don't want to say easy marks but who were generous people that would give you you know give you food or people who or who were stingy people and who would just chase you off the property who might give you a, a you know a place you could go for a, you know like a, a kind of a, a temporary job just things like that little little tips yeah you know and so they and had to carve them on their fences or carve them or just leave a mark with a crayon or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. i would think like uh you know you should try and find out what those are and then like right on your own fence mm-hmm. what you know just you could just keep, look, keep them moving i'll tell you it just look it up in google and they'll tell that's you that's what they t- that's oh, okay. oh they'll have all the uh, symbols back in there. the day they probably wouldn't yeah. do that google was the name of the, one of the hobos back then <laughs> it was just a real know-it-all but you yeah, know you could you could look it up quite easily and find out, oh, this is the symbol for you have cancer, the Google symbol. Wow, that's a really harsh thing for the hobos to have put they, on someone's fence. They are, you know, they're, at least they're honest. I heard you coughing in there. Yeah, there sounds you go. bad. But it's okay. It's a curable kind. It's fine. <laughs> it's all right. It's really curable. You'll be all right. It's, uh, it's, you'll be totally fine. Now, please throw a couple of bucks out the window and a fresh blueberry pie. Oh, a fresh, fresh blueberry pie. Well, they filled up on cherry at your place. L- last week, we had a um, block party in our block, which we haven't had for a long time. Because your wife was away? So finally <laughs> right. they were allowed. When the cat's away, the mice will play. No, it's more because we had some enterprising neighbors in the past who would who liked to put on block, have a block party every year, and they moved away. So that, mm. that tradition died with them. <laughs> oh, you killed them? <laughs> no, the tradition died. Okay. And the lottery, the lottery. And then unfortunately, it was the people that came up with the idea for the lottery. So that's, <laughs> that ended the lottery. That did, luckily for us. But it was a good harvest. <laughs> so, was that the reason for the lottery, by the way? Was it? I don't think it explains a... it in it, but I imagine it's, that's okay. Would be part of it, yes. All right. Propitiating Mother Nature. Okay. Who is very demanding, as we know. But so you had your block party. So we had a block party. Uh, we have like a younger group of people now. We have a younger demographic moving in. Like now, for a long time, it was just our kids growing up from being like little kids playing in the cul-de-sac to, to being young people, being teenagers to now they're young people. Sunrise, sunset. Mm-hmm. But now we have new Cats people moving in the cradle. Dogs on the on the planet Earth. Wait, what? That doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's right. And the cats in the cradle. Dogs are on the planet Earth. A mouse is driving a car around. I think that's Stuart Little. Sorry, that's copywritten. Forget about the mouse. Also, this song's also copywritten. Okay, go ahead. Um, well, the fish has a job and he argues with his dad. Makes them both so very sad. But Dad's gone to Spawn. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Dad's gone to Spawn? He's gone to see the movie Spawn. Oh, okay. <laughs> no one wanted to come. No one was interested in seeing Spawn. <laughs> this is a revival? John Leguizamo was the villain in that. <laughs> he made his suit real fat. Yeah, you know he had a suit real fat. There you go. And Spawn's being rebooted very soon. Todd McFarlane's making lots of dolls. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. He's making lots of dolls? Yeah, he's making lots of dolls. That's what he does. A voodoo practitioner? Yes. <laughs> anyway, block party. So I made a couple of pies for it. Nice. I made a blueberry pie. 
Okay. Which wasn't great. And I made a uh, rhubarb pie. Blueberry pie went like crazy. No one wanted the rhubarb pie. I was a little surprised. Me, I personally prefer a rhubarb pie. Yeah, it's a, not a... Mm, yeah. And it has a limited... And it has a limited lifespan. Like, you can't go to the store and buy frozen rhubarb. There's really... You could at Safeway, but it's gone now, everyone. I gotta say, I am sorry... Okay. So, uh, our friend uh, Laurel Robertson... Yes. Uh, ...sent us a recipe for a blueberry cream cheese pie. Yes. Now... Here's the thing, Laurel. I have not looked at your email because the day that it came in was the day that I got his, the virus. His body was evacuating. And the idea of the concept of food yeah. was so repulsive to me. <laughs> and I went like, I'm just going to check my emails. And I saw blueberry cream cheese pie, yeah. giant letters. And I just went, no! And just pushed pushed the computer to the other side of the room. I'm feeling a little better now. Everything's okay. fine. We're probably going to go out okay. and get a little pizza later or something. We'll be nice. fine. Nice. But uh, thank you so much for the pie recipe. Uh, we will uh, we will, we will, will try and make it. Yeah, I'm definitely going to make it, and I will post a picture of it, okay. hopefully, unless I eat it before I do that. Oh, okay. these things These things happen. I'm just, I'm just reading the, the rest of her, her letter being very, very rude. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> but yeah, so I don't know. Blueberry pie. And the blueberry pie, like I say, wasn't that great because I was making f- with fresh blueberries which I have not really do. I have not really done that. Usually, I just use frozen blueberries from the fridge to thaw them out. And when you do that, they're like a big, soft, liquidy mass, and it's very easy to to mix the sugar into it. But when you have them like fresh, they're fresh. So I didn't realize I should have like crushed them a bit and then mixed them, but I didn't. That's and it a was good, a disaster. That's a good recipe. It's nice. Yeah, it looks really good, doesn't it? Yeah, uh, rhubarb. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's going to survive to the next generation rhubarb. Well, where are you? Where my would daughters you get will that? carry like, it on. Yeah, but like, say you go to a like a diner, you're not going to get a rhubarb pie. Or... No, no, I, it's true, but you're not going to get a raspberry pie either. And I don't think raspberries are going to disappear. And raspberry pie is very good as well, but it's not. It's not common. No, but it is very good. I mean, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, it depends who makes it for you, of course. But sure. I made I made one. And a friend, I'm not a huge raspberry man, but uh... I I like raspberries as well. I'm a friend of mine. Or not a friend of mine. A friend of Mary's came over one time, and she had some raspberry pie with us. And when her birthday came around, her her um, requested birthday present from Mary was my raspberry pie, like for me to oh, make her a pie, sweet. which I did, of course, and charged Mary twenty dollars. By the not, way, um, speaking of birthdays and stuff, what the heck do you get a seventeen-year old boy? What, what the heck get? do you get like, a seventeen-year-old he, he wants he wants money, so he'll probably get money. But what okay. what 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 do you get him? What do you get him now? What do you get? What do you get a seventeen-year-old? I'm at a loss. Yeah, that's true. Like, even things that I could think of that were, you know, good for the girls, like, you know, like an iTunes gift card or whatever, you know, that they could just buy whatever Doesn't they want. Doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist anymore, yeah. 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 I mean, there's still an iTunes store, but uh, it's, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I would add, you know what? This will drop uh, probably right before mm. his birthday. So Any if anyone out there, yeah. like, knows what a 17-year-old boy would like, don't say a 17-year-old. Okay, we're not gonna we're not gonna go go there. Or maybe another seventeen year old boy. Whatever he wants is whatever he wants. I don't I don't know. I haven't I haven't gone down that road with him and asked. Um, but yeah, we'll. Uh, Nor should you. You know, it's 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 that time where you know he's uh it's 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 still nice every time I see him. He tries to be cool for a couple of minutes and then has to drop it because you just mm. can't keep that going. But then <laughs> then he's like trying to get out the door because he's got uh, cool yeah, cool guy stuff to do. Cool guy stuff, and yeah. that's fine. Yeah, that's how it is now. Because the cat's in the cradle and the, the dog's on this, the planet Earth. <laughs> the bumblebee's doing his DJ gig. He's playing downtown. He's trying to invite friends, but they're all getting honey. The mouse is wearing purple corduroy pants now. They aren't so fashionable. I wonder where he got that sense of style from. He's old-fashioned, I gotta say. Get out of here, you unstylish mouse. There you go. I'm glad you went so far off the tune <laughs> that uh, we would have no danger of having any copyright problems with that. That is appreciated. You're, you're, you're welcome. Yeah. Anyone anyone knows that, though? Please. 17-year-old boy. What the hell? And by the way, 18-year-old boy, too. That's fine, too, because i got to start planning for next year. Who mm. the heck knows? 8-year-old boy. That's right. Yeah. yeah it's, it is really hard to know. I'm tempted to uh, just take a bunch of his Instagram photos and make him a shirt of them. And just like put them all on a shirt in a big montage and just like give that to him. Mm. Well, if you ever wanted a way to get kids off of social media, you just thought of it. Yeah. <laughs> it looks very cool in all of them. It's very... Uh, it's Suddenly nice. it's private, yeah, this there you Instagram. Go. There you go. This <laughs> is what it looks... No, it's fine. It, it's, uh, it's, everything's fine. It's all good. It's all fine and good. Kids get older and it's all right. Yeah. Well, our culture, it's definitely reduced your gift, gift, your gift buying... Um, mm-hmm. you know, 
opportunities. What's really nice is if you have like a relative that, uh, boy, Sheila loves dolphins. Oh, God. Yeah. And then you got something. Though I, I was... But after a while, you, I was you good like, friends. Well, I was good friends with someone who did like dolphins yeah. and got just like sick of all the dolphins. Yeah, stuff. yeah. You do, as you do. Well, of course. Eventually it reaches... Gifts I mean, in general. I was easy thing. as a kid to buy for because everyone would be like, oh, Dave likes to read. So I'll just buy him some books. Mm. And I was happy to get them because, you know, they're books. And mostly they were pretty good. Like most, most times they were good. Like, you know, that collection of Hercule Poirot stories or whatever. Like it was often, I often got like the box sets because they came out at Christmas and people would be like, oh, we have a, a bunch of books by the same author. Let's put them in a box and people will buy those. And it's true. They will. But that's why I re- read James Harriet, the All Creatures yeah. Great and Small Stories was I got a box of his books from a, from an aunt and uncle. And that came with a small animal that you could treat, right? Like as a veterinarian mm-hmm. as well. That that's right. Nice too, yeah. And the, of course it died because there's absolutely nothing helpful in those days to, to help the animal with. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I does, think does James Harry just go up and go good luck? And <laughs> there were treatments, but this was, it was pre antibiotics, so they used like sulfa drugs. I seem to remember them talking about, which I didn't as a kid. I didn't really understand what those were, but I I understand that they were like the precursor of antibiotics, but not as effective. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they were limited what they could do. So if an animal got it like an internal infection, it was kind of game over. So there's and it was a very practical, like very physical job. You know, like you went in and you were you know physically sticking your arm inside cow's uterus and moving the fetus around inside and you know because they might be a breech birth or whatever just take a quick a pause to answer the door sure see this is what you need you need a relative that likes video games because there's always new video games mm. that's perfect or books are great too because there's always new books you need or likes movies there's but video games movies. now are they're all on steam so kids don't want to have like the pack packets of stuff they just want like steam steam so, cards so, so yeah. they can download the games from steam they don't they don't buy records. They don't. They don't want CDs. They don't right. want cassettes. They don't want books. At the best of times, kids don't want books anyway. They don't want movies anymore. They just watch movies on Putlocker or wherever they can find them for free. They don't. They don't want. You know. So what are you left with? Clothes. And like, like you've got the taste. Yeah, that's right. That's hard to buy for. Yeah. Um. You know, you can try to be cool. You know, but. And then you go like, ah, fuck it, socks. Yeah. <laughs> and then they like the socks usually because you can. There's the sock game has gotten a lot better. Okay. Funky, cool socks. Sure. Yeah. But even that can wear itself out after a while. Yeah. Yeah, it's, you're kind of limited what you can do. All right. Uh, listen, I'm just going to uh, jump on the question of the week, like uh, right right away, and just say, hey, well, not right away. It's 40 minutes into the show. <laughs> uh, what do you get? A, what do you get a teenager? What do you buy them now? If you want to actually buy something, you don't want to do gift card. If you don't want to do gift card or cash, yeah. what do you get them? Uh, what has been successful to you? Uh, what For you? has been unsuccessful? For you. For you. I mean, you've gone through two, two teenagers. But I went through it at a... At a- time when you could still buy movies and they still like to get movies they still right. ask for dvds at christmas time they're still old-fashioned enough to like to have like the physical the commentary track they like the commentary like mary loves all the all the foofara that comes with this with is the my DVDs. problem with uh downloading movies now is i do like a comment it's so boring and uh, yeah it's like i want to know that's I why know. i miss what were, you, what were you thinking i miss our old i miss uh our video store that we had in aldergrove you know it didn't close it closed two years ago but I miss, still miss it because I just like to be able to drive over there, you know, the five-minute drive, Yeah. go inside, get a, get a movie, forget to return it, pay $5 more for it. Yeah. But so I, I like, like a, the commentary. Yeah, we got a couple in Vancouver. We got Black Dog. Um, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and what I like about that is, you, like, you see the bestsellers and you go, like, well, forget that. I can just download those. The, meh. Yeah. You know, and, and legally. I do it legally. But then you, you want to, like, look at the shelves and see what's a weird thing that I'm like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, Okay. I haven't seen that Thin Man movie. Let's see what this is about. Mm. And then, and then sometimes your sister in law will tell you the ending to it by mistake, and that'll be that'll be fine. That, <laughs> that, that sounds like a true thing. story. That's everyone. the one where Bubba is the villain. It's like, oh, yeah, oh, oh, that's that we're... sounds like that would have been a twist. Well, it's not really fair to get mad at someone for spoiling a movie that's from the 1940s. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. How would I have seen the 1940s movie? Clearly, I'm looking at you know I haven't seen. Well, you it, were but... watching at the time. You mean? No, 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 no. Oh. We were like in the video store, and I was like, oh. "I'm going to get it," and oh. uh, it was, uh, and it's fine. And uh, I, I know which I, one you're talking about because it's a surprise who the villain. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And say so you look at it. I, like I look if there's a movie that like came out like a couple of years ago. I don't know. Maybe yeah, you sh- you could have a discussion and be talking. But if someone's about to get the video, <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. we probably have not seen it. Yeah, that's uh, and true. And even if you have, maybe you've forgotten. That's a fair point you yeah. just made, and Thanks. I appreciate it. I appreciate that too. I appreciate it myself. <laughs>
<laughs> we're an appreciation society. Yeah. Now, what I'd uh, what I'd like is I'd like to just uh, say to him, hey, come on. Uh, first of all, I, I need to go to more of his sporting things because mm-hmm. he's an amazing hockey player. And my sis, uh, my, um, uh, my I was going to say my sister's daughter. I can just call her my niece. Sure, let's let's cut let's cut to the chase. She's my niece. Uh, she's apparently doing amazing at soccer as well. So I got to okay. go see some some more of that stuff. Okay. Yeah. So that's what I got to do. And uh, I want to invite them to uh, the, the the VR place that's around here. I think they'd get a kick out Maybe of that. Maybe that'd be a good gift. Take them to the VR place. Yeah. There's your gift. Because you look stupid, uh, but it's fun. And that's what you yeah. want. You want a mix of stupid and fun. He's pro- He might not be out of it. I think, he'll, I think he'll be part of a generation VR. So, you know, that's the new, that'll be the new div- the divide, I think, between generations. Kids who grew up, because millennials are like kids who grew up with the internet. Mm-hmm. And... I think this will be the next generation because you grew up with VR because I think it'll be a real game changer. Which I, I don't care about it, but I do think it'll be a real game changer. Yeah, I'm just too. too old to care about changing games. <laughs> I like games just fine. We don't need to change these games because we'll be like, well, we need to change the games. Again, like, my oh. thing, my thing on it is I like the I like the game aspect, which is which is yeah, very very fine and fun. Something like a Beat Saber. I'm just like, well, this is this is great. This taps into the Wii, basically yeah. that kind of my. It's so simple and yet so you know good. Yeah, uh, but. Again, I look at it like uh, being able to experience other places in the world mm-hmm. would be would be interesting. Sure, or being able to go to we've talked about that. Yeah, yeah, concerts and mm-hmm. stuff like that. I just feel oh, like, concerts. Yeah, can we sit down in VR? Yeah, sure. You just sit on. Your do people couch. stand in front of you? Do they stand up in front of you though? When you want to sit down to well, watch what the I show? Would, what, again, question. what I think is, I, I would like to see plays and I would like to see concerts in VR. But what I would like is the option to change seats at any time. Mm. So like you've got you've got the you've got the setup for like ten different seats in the venue. Yeah, and you can just like change to I, you know for this one I want to like go up close. Mm-hmm. Now I want to go far back. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And you can look around and you can see the people who are next to you, and that's interesting. And uh, I think like for plays though, they that might actually be the way to actually finally be able to see plays on video that isn't uh, oh terrible. yeah for sure yeah for sure because you're still you're looking at what you want to look at which mm-hmm. is one of the points of plays whereas even when you see them in a theater like a movie theater where they've filmed it you're still having to you know adhere to oh there's a close-up there's this well now i'm mm-hmm. not in a play you yeah now you're it's a, now i'm just watching something being it's shot. a separation between you and, yeah. and the experience for sure yeah and uh, a, a vr or hologram would be more authentic well, this was a, this was a thing like we're because we're we're going to be like doing more videos and and whatnot uh, here and and so we're thinking of moving a bunch of stuff to a different room in the in the house and if so we would take like our uh, kind of writing and art area out of this one room we're like well what would that room be well if we got like one of those VR things it'd basically be the holodeck is what it would be <laughs> it, that's exactly what it'd be you just put on the helmet and you just like it would scan the space and then yeah that's what it is yeah because when you put on the vr helmet that's one of the first things they do is they scan the environment i see and they've set up a, a grid around you and it's like yeah i'm in a holodeck there's just no two ways about it okay i'm here i hope jack the ripper doesn't escape again oh boy that guy <laughs> wait isn't a holodeck anyway did never. they find out who that guy was ever the actor yes the actors who played did they ever imdb who the actors were who played jack the ripper. I, I have not but we could if you want david warner played him once i'm pretty sure james spader played him in uh, jack's back okay okay let's keep naming people who are jack the ripper <laughs> was malcolm mcdowell jack the ripper no malcolm mcdowell was hg wells trying to stop david warner who was jack the ripper okay very good you're thinking of yes that's who else has played him um it wasn't johnny depp he played the detective but who played him in from hell do you know mm. i've not seen that movie only oh that's a good point okay i don't know hmm if we knew we'd be able to say who else played Jack I played the him River. once in a sketch. Really? Yes. Well, there, Ian, you played I was, Jack uh, I was also um, John Watson. Ah. Because I wanted uh, attention from Sherlock Holmes, so I'd been Jack the Ripper the whole time. I, I was see. Like, my name was John. It's Jack. It's the same thing. I'm the doctor. I'm a doctor. Mm. I know all this stuff. I, I was just trying to get some attention this whole time. Huh. And then. Is Watson uh, short for the Ripper? Well, Is that no. What it means in a... No, I just I okay. thought like Jack, John and Jack was enough. It was close to <laughs> I'm a doctor. I mean, come on now. Yeah, Sherlock Holmes should have figured that out, but he, he just didn't care about me. It was sad. We wrote a lot of Sherlock Holmes sketches. It's fun. <laughs> it's also it's fun to just have someone put on the hat too. Mm, don't like the hat. You're not a big Deerstalker fan. No. Okay. So like, when they when the Sherlock it's, it's TV a, show came on, you liked it because they, they didn't, didn't do have it. that. They didn't do it. For not the until TV show. way later. Yes. Did they have one with that with it on? Way later. Yes. Because mm. it's not a part of the authentic Sherlock Holmes. It's uh, it was added by an actor in the turn of the 20th century when did when they did the uh, era accurate uh one he wore it the jeremy Britt. no uh, um, uh benedict cumberbatch oh that, that show is not very good 
Oh, you don't think the Sherlock show was very good? No. Oh, you're wrong. It was good. Like the first season was good, and then it okay. took a took a quick nosedive. I think the second season okay. Then it mm. then some stuff. Then some stuff occurred, <laughs> and uh, you know, second season had its moments, but it, it wasn't it wasn't as good as the first season. I don't know. They just couldn't keep it going. I don't know. What, don't know why. I think it got too self-referential, mm. and it should have just just kept doing the the stories. Yeah. You know, that was enough. And it's like, well, what if we keep tying in the uh, get deeper into the characters? No. Yeah, no. Just keep not, doing it. Just keep, just do the mysteries. Yeah. That's enough. That's fine. But uh, th- this character, and they get married, and they, they love each other, and then the tragedy, and the, uh, that matter. Yeah, that's where I kind of got off the bus. Yeah. I said, I'll, this stop is ding. I pulled the little cord and, and got off. Yeah. Off My wife was the biggest fan of the show, and even it lost her by the end, which was, <laughs> which was too bad. No, I'm thinking of the, the best ones, which were the Jeremy Brett ones. Sure. From the, the uh, ones produced for television. Most are available on YouTube for free. If you ever feel That's, like giving it a watch. Yeah, I'll have to watch them again. It's been a while since I watched them. I mean, they, may, they may not stand up, but I just remember feeling, in the early ones anyway, that Jeremy Brett in, uh, just really had like Sherlock what did, Holmes What did down. he get right that the other ones don't? What did they get right that the other ones... I do like the Robert Downey ones as well. I think those ones are very good mm. as well. But... Um, so by the way, here's the thing that bothered me about the Robert Downey one was that you know they had the thing where he would like predict where like he would punch and yeah. do all these things, yeah. and then you you expect like this is all a setup for later something will go wrong mm. and it never does and that always bothered me. It felt like a real Chekhov's gun that you've set up this thing like at the beginning. that it's going to go wrong though. Yeah, later on, like. But you how know, do they set it up that it would go wrong? Well, they they set it up like. You know, he always knows what's mm. going to happen. Yeah. And you fear like, well, later on, he'll he be suddenly won't know. How there'll be know. something that will go, that will be a miss. There'll yeah. be an extra factor. Mm. The guy who he thinks he's as smart as will be a little smarter and something will occur because, you know. I guess it does sort of happen in the second one where he just has to brutally take down Moriarty because he can't outthink him. Again. Yes. They're both... They both reached like an end game. And that's where fine. That's fine there. That's yeah. what I expected in the first one because mm. it seemed like there's an obvious setup yeah. for uh, something like that mm. later on. I do prefer the second film to the first film. Oh, okay. But I like them both. All right. Why do you look like that? Like, oh, because mm. most people don't like the second one as much as the first one. That's not a Oh, I think the experience. second one is the second one is brilliant. That chase scene through the woods is just one of the yeah, best film scenes I've ever seen. Like the best like choreographed Ritchie, action right? scene. Yes, he's very good at it. Okay. He's very good the director. Trees exploding and stuff. Oh, but and this is the way he ra- this is the way he does his rack focus and all kinds of like interesting little tricks he puts in. The, because what he does when he's doing a scene like that is he uses zoom to like get your put, put your attention to a moment, and so he slows down the action, but it doesn't feel like it's lagging or anything like that because you're you're kind of put into that emotional moment in the middle of this kind of you know climactic chase sequence i think he's very smart at how he does it it doesn't really work as well we talked about it a little while ago it doesn't work as well in the king arthur one because i just feel like he was trying to like put way too much information into the movie yeah and so mess. he's doing all these kind of yeah. like pylons of of quick cuts and things and it just sort of after a while you're kind of getting overload of information sure. in, in sequences and there's really like no break in the film where you just kind of like ah let's breathe a little bit and let's just be in the field and let's just be walking somewhere or like something, something that's slow, like a, tr- you know, obviously no trains, but, you know, on your horses or something where we are just talking and it's not all action. But I think he just had this huge amount of information to convey in this limited amount of time. And he just gave it all, gave yeah. it his all to get it out to us. And uh, yeah, now he's an actor or not. He's a director I rate very highly, actually. There's not very few films by him that I don't like. I don't know them he all. He did Snatch. Did Snatch. That's true. He did uh, two... Was it two guns or two smoking barrels or lock stock and two smoking barrels? barrels, Yeah, and snatch and rock and roller and I didn't like the Madonna Castaway one that he did, but that was a remake of another film. I think it was kind of a vanity project for his wife, and I don't. So I'm not going to blame him for that one. I did like the Man from Uncle a lot. Yeah, I did like like the two Sherlock Holmes films. Um, I can't name any other ones that he did. Okay, Jeremy Brett. What's uh, what's what's what do I like about thing about what has has he nail Holmes? Hmm. Well, I think he. I like the fact that he's very, I like that he's enthusiastic. You know, his game is afoot. It just feels like when you read Sherlock Holmes, like a lot of people, once to go back to the Robert Downey ones just briefly, a lot of people re- reacted against that because they felt like the character was too physical and that he should be more erudite. But if you read the books, his character is very physical. He is a boxer. And there's a scene in Hunter the Baskervilles where he is taking part in like an open air fighting match. And that's where Watson runs into him, doesn't even know he's in the neighborhood, and then stumbles upon him at this open-air boxing thing. And so I feel like Brett, in the early ones, when it, as he went on, of course, he got older, and it was hard, he couldn't really keep the character the same. But when he was young and slim, and I just felt like the costumes were right, 
He didn't have him smoke his giant Meerschaum pipe. You know, he smokes like authentic to the era pipes. Okay. You know, the Victorian pipes. He dresses in an authentic manner to the Victorian era. He has this kind of mix of superciliousness, like condescension to Watson, but also bonhomie because he's excited by the what they're doing together. So he has sort of an impatience with him because Watson is dim. Dim in terms of to Holmes, of course. He's a doctor, so he's, he's not yeah. truly dim. He's just not as smart as this other person that he's with. He's still very intelligent. And I also like the fact that Watson was smart in it. Like Watson isn't a dummy in, in those ones. He's 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 um he's not the 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 uh, Basil Rathbone, uh, Nigel Bruce, yeah, Sherlock, Sherlock Holmes and Watson, where he's a yeah, where he's just like a dope. He's no, he's smart. He's the one who carries the gun because he's a soldier. Yeah. So he knows, you know, so he's also on the ball. And I just he can like kill a guy, he can heal a guy. <laughs> I like that. So there's that interplay between the two characters where they're both competent men, and they have that in, as well in in the in the uh, guy the guy I was think guy Pierce, but guy Ritchie ones. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's you know, it's a British production. I think it was like ITV. So there's a lot of scenes where you're like, oh, we've seen this street scene before. This is like the fifteenth time they've shown us this character down the street. Yeah. But whatever, like I'm not gonna hold that against them. I just feel like they just got it right. They got the you know, it's British. It's always you know, British actors are always good. So you get all very, very good performances in it. They're in between plays. That's right. They're, they've left the Royal Shakespeare Company and they're slumming it in Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, basically they're go, they're off to go to the Globe. Right yeah, this. yeah, yeah. And so yeah, they're very you know, see a lot of very, lot of very good actors. And then unlike the Sherlock show, these are like very faithful reproductions of stories that me as a Sherlock Holmes reader love. So it's wonderful to see them reproduced in a in a way that's authentic and and. Yeah, like when you watch the the old ones, it just it doesn't it doesn't feel authentic, especially when they went on and they're like in World War II and stuff like that. And you're like, ugh, come on. But yeah, I just feel like as people got locked into that idea of Sherlock Holmes with a deerstalker cap and the giant pipe, which, like I say, was used on stage by an actor, and the reason he adopted those features was because he was on stage and he wanted something that was striking, like a striking silhouette on stage, and so he chose this sideways hat. And this, and a big big pipe because they were a striking silhouette on stage. But in terms of the books, they're not they're not accurate at all. And the other nice thing about the Jeremy Brett version of Sherlock Holmes is is there yeah, they have Watson get married and Watts, and then they deal with the difficult thing that that Doyle had to deal with is oh now I've separated the two characters how do we make it plausible that they're coming together to do things like it doesn't it doesn't really work the same way. Which you realize that's why he had to kill off the wife unfortunately because no. because. It doesn't work. Why do, Why doesn't it work? Like I don't quite get that. Because there's no. You're a doctor. So you're a doctor. If you were a doctor, you would have to go and do doctor things during. But the not day. exciting private eye things. Well, it's the same amount of time, though, right? It's like yeah. you're going to go so out. So he has and, like, a job. This is your job. Your job is your work with a consulting detective. You no, work. that's not his job, though. That was just something he did on the side of being a doctor. Oh, so, so once you're so married, he had a regular practice. Yeah. Why do we never see that? Well, you do in the show. Do you? Yeah, yeah. You see that he has like a. His own practice, like a, has a consulting room and stuff like that. Oh, in the same in the same house they live in in Baker Street. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, but when he gets when he gets married, there's no need for him to keep his practice where Sherlock Holmes is. He should have it in his own house. So he doesn't get paid for solving mysteries. No. What? No. I mean, maybe Holmes tossed him a couple of. Well, how does Holmes make money? Holmes is, I think, independently wealthy, right? Is he? Yeah, like he and Mycroft are these kind of like they're from mysteriously wealthy. wealthy. Yeah, okay, they're all right. mysteriously wealthy. So he doesn't get kids. paid by the police for all these murders. He no, solves. no, he just he just does it for the thrill of it. Oh, it's it saves him on co- uh, buying all that cocaine. Okay, and how is the cocaine use in the in that show? It's there. Okay, yeah, that's part of the character. Is it ever commented on by Watson? Mm-hmm. It's like should not. Yeah, he off. just it's not yeah. Great. yeah, yeah. Did Watson have a problem with the cocaine? Yes, he did. Okay, in the books as well. Yes, he did. Yeah, didn't think it was wise of. Wise of uh, of uh, Holmes to be so, so, using addictive so Conan substances. Doyle, Conan Doyle was like against the cocaine, but just made it a character. It's part of his flaw. character, yeah, because he's so bored that mm. he needed escape. And I think at the time, you know, if he were writing like twenty five years earlier, he would have made it like laudanum or or, or um, opium or something like that, right? Like like De Quincey and Col- uh, Byron and people like that, Coleridge, people like that that were using the drug in that t- in those days. So he, I guess, you know medicinal cocaine had become more common so he has it as an injectable drug okay so yeah 
So, yeah, I just wonder if like people were fans of like Sherlock Holmes at the time. Went, you know what? That cocaine sounds pretty good. You know, it's uh, yeah, they might have. You know, it'd be a weird thing if like you know you had uh, Batman now, and you know every so often after like you know he's not fighting the Joker, he gets bored and he just does some heroin. And yes, just like talks to Robin about this is great, and it's Robin's a- you really should get off the heroin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Nope, <laughs> no sir, this is, <laughs> no, this this is, is what me. I like. This is for me. I'm gonna go hang from the cave right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not. I don't. It's not something they really deal with very much in the book in terms of like effect on Holmes that I remember. There's that fantastic film, The Seven Percent Solution, with Nicole Williamson as Sherlock Holmes, and I think Alan Arkin plays Sigmund Freud in it. You're absolutely the, right. And here's why I know about that because mm. it was the first thing I ever won as a kid. Was I won tickets to that and I couldn't oh, go because I was go? too young. Oh. So I gave them to my folks and they they went and they had a good time. And then later on, I I, I saw it. But yeah, it's they, a good film. But they yeah, has Joel I, Gray I, in it in a little weird little role. Yeah, it's a, it, it is good. Yeah, yeah. Joel Gray is a is a strangely underutilized actor. I feel like, of course, he was used on Buffy very yes. very effectively. Yes, because he seems like such a kind character. I won't say what if he isn't isn't or isn't, but but he was in this movie called I think it's called like The Man on the Swing. Where he played like this psychic who may or may not be telling the truth about his psychic abilities, searching for a, a, a girl who goes missing. Okay. And he's really good in the film. Like, it's a really good performance. And I was watching, I was like, I have never seen this person before, except in that little role in 7% Solution. And I am like so impressed by his acting. But in those days, of course, you couldn't like go to a book and go, what other movies has he done? I've never done that since. I should do that one day. Just look up. I mean, I know he's in Cabaret, obviously. Yeah. That's the obvious one. But, but I think he mostly like kind of stuck to Broadway. And didn't like do a lot of of movies, but now I don't know for got, sure. Now you got me curious. About okay, that. you want to look and see? I do want to look that up. But while I'm looking that up, uh, while you're talking about um, while you're talking about Sherlock Holmes, I was trying to remember the uh, the film where he quotes Winston Churchill at the end. Are you familiar with this? There's a movie where like Sherlock Holmes at the end of this big mystery. Okay, and he just uh, he starts quoting you know Churchill, and then Watson goes, "Did Churchill say that? Yes." Uh. And then uh, and he's, God bless him. And that's the that's the end of the movie. I was like, Winston Churchill. Is it a, is it a black and white one? Uh, no, it is from. Let me see. It is from 1944. It's called The Scarlet Claw. Yeah, the, the, they did do ones Basil with Basil Rathbone. Yeah, they did do Basil Rathbone and Nigel Bruce ones that were contemporary to the time the movies were made. That's what I was saying. When they had ones where he was in World War II, those were really ridiculous. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, I hope he brought down Hitler. Stop, yes, he did stop some Nazis in those ones. By that point, the character had just become a bit of a. Well, I'm looking at like recently. He's been in like everything like he's been in like csi warehouse 13 mm, okay uh he's you know uh, phineas and ferb alias <laughs> phineas law and, and order he was a regular in oz but let's go okay. let's go to a different era uh ed sullivan show yes he would have gone on there to sing from many many musicals that he was in player christmas carol he was the ghost of christmas past and okay well you think he would have done more yeah you're right seven percent solution there we go uh sitting bulls history lesson the TV series Paddington Bear, he was the uh, host okay. in uh, 1976, I didn't know. I wonder if that was, no, there was a stop motion one. I wonder if that was like a packaging of that. Could have been. And yeah, then he did like, you know, he did like your night galleries and your Ironsides. But was there one the like the, the boy and the man on the swing or the girl on the swing or something? Sw- uh, man on the swing, you're Man on right. the swing, yeah. 19, yeah. Uh, 1974. Yeah, it's a, I wouldn't say it's a great movie, but his performance in it is really, really good. Yeah, It's a kind of a, a Izzy or isn't he? Job, yeah. Is he like taking advantage of these people or is he like sincere, like a sincere psychic? You know, a person who believes he's a psychic. This is like, I, you know, I can't. Vote for psychic abilities being real because I don't actually believe in psychic abilities. Yeah, the only but... way I know of it's real is if Jonathan Frakes at the end goes, "That was real," and then you know, <laughs> yeah. nah, we made that one up. I'm like, oh, Jonathan Frakes, you got me again, you trickster. Good, good for you. Um, so I... there you go, everyone. Is there, if there's a takeaway from this show, it's wither Joel Gray. Yeah, well, he's still he's still working. He's still working. I know, and I'm glad that he's working more like in TV and stuff like that because it probably was less it was less acceptable in the 70s to go to go to TV. Do you, don't you think? Like, I know there's some who did, like, mm-hmm. Angie Dickinson, of course, yeah. you know, gave up her movie career, but I think her movie career wasn't, like, never yeah, that great. Yeah, nowadays, Meryl Streep is on, you know, uh, that uh, Pretty Liars. Little Lies or whatever, yeah, yeah. so, listen, everything's fine. If Meryl Streep's on a TV show, mm-hmm. who are you? Who are you, Big Shot? What, why, why are you putting I'm, this on I'm me? I'm looking at you. I'm not saying t- Meryl Streep shouldn't be on that TV show. <laughs> you know, I, I, made, I said that two years How ago. How dare you? I said it two years ago. I said, you know what? It would be terrible. What's she doing on two broke Meryl girls? Streep stooped. Yeah, why is she one of the two broke girls? Two broke girls. Her yeah. and Kat Dennings. That's right. Just, it's just sniping each other all the time. Oh, what are these even? Why are they even hanging around together? They obviously hate each other. Sure. Uh, Meryl, but she was very convincing in that role, though, Meryl Streep. In, in which? Two Broke Girls. Yeah. She played both Broke Girls. 
Wow. Kat Dennings at that point just played the diner. <laughs> um, so last last week on the show, going to the mailbag. I love surrealism. We we asked, what was the, what's the best time of day for you? Oh, why, is that the kind of show we are? Well, that's kind of weak. And what's your favorite ride in the amusement park? Uh, well, and our friend Louise, Thank who, you, by Louise. the way, uh, wrote a real nice... A uh, long letter about uh, about our Fansplainers episode. We have another podcast called Fansplainers where we do a deep dive into movies and wrote a good, really good response about yesterday, yes. which we, uh, we we covered on the most recent episode. So go Can to SneakyDragon.com and, and check out yesterday and look underneath at the message and read up on uh, what Louise said. Well, but, can I double down? Oh, please do. And add that Sarah Walsh wrote a really nice yes. long response on the Facebook page. So if you go to Sneaky Dragon and go to the Fansplainers post, you'll find Sarah's very thoughtful response there, in which she mostly agreed with me, and I really appreciate that. That's the important thing, just mostly. <laughs> um, so Louis says... I don't expect uh, 100%. About on the topic of the ride, I don't know if it's technically Oops. an amusement park ride, but I loved uh, Toy Story Mania at Disneyland. I think it's at Disneyland that counts as a ride. It's a virtual shooting game where you wear 3D glasses and ride through a series of Toy Story-themed midway games. You, you shoot- ride through them? If you're riding through them, then yes, it's a ride. Yeah, there you go. If you're walking through them, it's not a ride. Yeah. You shoot wacky virtual ammo at various hilarious targets and see who can get the highest score. I would like it if then the kid walks into the room and you have to freeze the ride completely <laughs> and no one can move. Andy. Uh, I liked it uh, because it's... Uh, I got a Toy Story question for you immediately after this. Is it linked to Shawshank Redemption? That's a question I've been wondering myself. All right. We never, they never say his last name in the show, in the movie, do they? That's true. And also, uh, Woody goes through that tube of shit at one point. Uh, I liked it uh, because it's more active than just sitting on a ride and getting whipped around. I even bought the t-shirt. I've never seen you wearing that t-shirt, so I do not believe that. Yeah, that sounds a little little fishy. And by the way, you you really you really showed your bias there by saying whipped around on a ride. I like that. It's better than getting whipped around on a ride. Yeah. Unless it's the 50, if, 50 Shades of Grey ride. What if the ride is the whipper? Yeah, there you go. Exactly. Uh, here's my Toy Story question, Dave. Yeah. So, uh, have you seen the most recent Toy Story? I did, and I liked it. Okay. So, uh, Forky. Forky? Forky. Right. Yes, Forky, yes. Okay. Why? Yeah, that's weird. I just asked if you saw yeah, it. No, He's kind of like the main guy. I know. Okay. Yes, I forgot about him. So, can Forky move when the girl is like looking at him? Because it feels like he doesn't get that he's a toy. Yes, right? he can, Yes, they all can move when they, when they're being looked at. They just don't. But how does Forky know not to do that? He doesn't. He has to learn. So why isn't Forky like, humor moving of... around like crazy, like he off is. the top? He is. No, he's not in front of her though. Oh, ever. Like yeah. that's the thing. Like if you're a toy that like it, like he he gets this ability yeah. of like life, and he. Well, oh, he... then she first makes him. Yeah. I think I just think he's in such shock. He doesn't know what's happened. Okay. Yeah. Like it seems like when you he's got, just totally confused. He's like, so there's never a toy that goes like, "Fuck it, I'm moving." I have, uh, I have. It feels like, yeah, yeah. It feels like they freeze intentionally. I'm sure it happens, and we do. We catch like catch one of the corner of our eye, and we're like, "What?" Oh, okay. Or we like just overwrite it in our brain because we can't deal with it, that fact. Okay, very good. Uh, Edward uh, Dragansky uh, says, uh, it, uh, along with the topic of uh, what time of day is best for you, I'm a night owl. I always have been. So ooh, I tend to ooh. be more comfortable late at night upstairs with my cat, Charlie. Hi, I had a cat named Charlie. And my old uh, radio receiver uh, tuned quietly to our local Dallas classical station. Wow, you have a classical station? Yeah. Lucky I never guy. turn it off. I think it suits Charlie, who lives upstairs uh, <laughs> while I work on the computer. I get up uh, for work at about 7.30 every morning, and I get there around 9 o'clock. As for weekends, I have no problem sleeping until 11 or noon. I cherish this only because it wasn't that long ago when my kiddos were young and up on weekends at the ass crack of dawn (laughs) and me with them. I have a few friends who are in their 50s uh, with three and five uh, year old kids who never let them sleep in. Can I change my favorite part of the day to the part where I'm happily sleeping in? You certainly can. (laughs) Absolutely. That's a good part of the day. That's my Saturdays sometimes. That's I have to get up. Do the Toy Story toys, are they always awake? Do they are they always conscious? Like if they're not being paid attention to, are they just lying there with like you know? Are they just like? Well, I think they can relax, but I think I, relax. I don't think they need to sleep because they're not they're not people. They're magical things. I just wonder. How I they, think it's a concept that doesn't bear too much study. It doesn't. It doesn't work nowadays when every there's millions of cameras everywhere too. Mm-hmm. It's like the cameras never catch them. Yeah. But what's going on? What's of those paranormal activities movies are about? Just about toys doing stuff. Hmm. It seems like the paranormal movies are the only ones that don't have toys doing stuff. Like all the rest are about toys doing stuff now, right? Whether it's a Chucky or an Annabelle. That's true. That's true. 
Hmm. Even Poltergeist had a damn toy. That's right. That's scary, scary clown. Not that I've ever seen Poltergeist. Seems scary. I don't want to see that. Dave is checking his phone, just making sure uh, everything's... What's going on? Okay. Lisa says, is anyone coming to pick me up? Oh, my God. Is she at the airport right now? Did you get the time wrong on this? (laughs) Well, I just wrote, you wrote Saturday on the calendar. I might have to make a quick... line there no we can we can wrap this up we've done uh, we've done an hour 10 that's fair yikes leaving now okay <laughs> what day is it it's friday okay while you're doing that i'm gonna wrap up the show I yeah know you do that i know it's your show all right in a surprise twist dave <laughs> thought he was picking up lisa tomorrow turns out it's right now yes so dave will be splitting uh right away <laughs> okay we've done uh, our question a question of the week uh this week is what do you get for a 17-year-old or a teenager just in general nowadays. And, uh, and <laughs> that's, that's our question. Uh, if you want to uh, talk to us, we're at SneakyDragon.com, SneakyDragon.com. Uh, you will find all of our episodes there, uh, and underneath each episode is a message board. You can comment on this episode or past episode. We like to hear from you talking about the past as well. We do a couple other uh, podcasts. One we've mentioned before, Fansplainers. That's where we talk about movies. Dave's got one. It's adorable. Normally he talks more about it. He can't now. He's got to go. Uh, which is Sneaky Dragon Listening Party. We've got uh, where he goes with it's with his daughter, Mary. It's it's delightful. They go over music. They talk about it. It's fantastic. And the comments afterwards, uh, also fantastic. Go. We've got a lot of big back catalog of stuff. Go ch- check that out. Anyway, if you want to talk to us on uh, Facebook, you know how to do that. Sneaky Dragon on Facebook. Go do that. Uh, sneaky underscore Dragon on Twitter. And uh, sneaky, sneaky D at SneakyDragon.com is our email. Sneaky D at SneakyDragon.com. Technically, you need to wrap up this episode. Please do so and go see your lovely wife. I guess I'm going to leave everyone. So uh, hopefully I'm married next week and I will s- we'll talk to you then. Most stories you'll hear, everyone. Some, st- some f- I'm going to be singed later on. Scorched to death. Okay. Bye. Bye, everyone. All my bags are packed. I'm ready to go. I'm standing here outside your door. I hate to wake you up to say Now the dawn is breaking, it's an early morn Taxi's waiting, he's blowing his horn Already I am so lonesome, I could cry So kiss me and smile for me Tell me that you'll wait for me Hold me like you'll never let me go So many times I've played around So many times I've let you down I tell you now that they don't mean a thing Every place I go, I think of you It's so nice and I sing for you When I come home